Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. Has he been good to you today? Hallelujah. Been better to me than I deserve. And yes, I did get in uh, this morning. Got in bed around 3 o'clock probably or close to it. And uh, my wife, she was asking on the way to church this morning, she said, are you going to make it? And uh, I told her there was a preacher one time, and I'm not making light of his situation, but uh, his, I believe it was his grandmother, if I remember the story right, that she had Alzheimer's. She would go in and out, Brother Segrist, and uh, talk to her one day. She would maybe remember you or a week or so, and then all of a sudden just boom, nothing for a while, and he went to see her one day and talked to her. Obviously, she didn't know him and wasn't actually saying a word that day. And uh, he looked at her finally, and Brother John, and he said, How are you making it? How do you, how do you handle it? How do you make it? And uh, he, uh, he said the story that she looked up after not saying nothing all day and looked him right in the eye and said, I'm making it because I don't have a choice. And uh, that's the way I am this morning. I'm making it because I don't have a choice. The elder called me on the way home and told me to get something for this morning, which I already had something that kind of been burning a hole uh, inside of me. And uh, so I just want to deliver that today. But I also want to build upon what the elder had said. Man, I'm so proud of our church uh, and the Bible quizzers. They... I think Brother Plappert said it best. He said, they ain't going to see us coming. And, uh, boy, they didn't see us coming. And uh, we walked in there, and at all them churches that was represented there, I don't know how many teams total that was there, but there was a lot. And, uh, man, quoting the Word of God and putting the Word of God. And I believe we took seven or eight that quizzed, uh, ten, Ten that we took quizzed, and out of them ten, so them ten quizzers know over 800 Bible verses. Uh, hallelujah. Over 800. We could bring them in here today, and they could quote over 800 between all of them. I think that's a very impressive feat today. The uh, low in the Word of God, and some of these kids can quote up to 110, 120 verses apiece. Some of them know all the first chapter of the book of Acts. They, all, they know all the second chapter of the book of Acts. And some of them know most of the third chapter. Can begin to quote and go all the way almost through the third chapter of the book of Acts without stopping. And I believe that is a very, very, very impressive feat today. Hallelujah. To hide the word in their heart and... Uh, and some of them learned lessons while we was gone because they told me they did. He said, I come in with a little pride about me and I got humbled. He said, that would be my own boy. And so uh, we put them in the advanced quizzing. Uh, and uh, man, he was just one word of uh, getting it, that 30-point question, and, and uh, probably for sure getting them maybe, uh, maybe for sure a third place uh, landing maybe higher, but uh, but as the elder said, it's that close. It's that close, and I 
I want to say and to relate to all of y'all, it was very classy. I seen them young children stand, get up there, and then suits and ties and uh, nice dresses and uh, um, begin to quote the word of God. And I, I seen when things didn't go their way. I seen when the quiz master didn't award them something and actually uh, struck it, the question, and brought it out after he had answered it right. But I didn't hear one person, one person get mad or out. They just took what he said and got their kids and set them down after the win or the loss. And, man, it was very impressive. I was very impressed uh, with what I felt there and what I seen. And, uh, man, I just love putting the word of God in our kids' heart. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want to turn to the book of 1 Kings chapter 20 today. 1 Kings chapter 20, and we're going to read um, verses 38 through 40. Verses 38 through 40. If you have 1 Kings chapter 20 and verse 38, say amen. Hallelujah. So the prophet departed and waited for the king by the way and disguised himself with ashes upon his face. And as the king passed by, he cried unto the king and he said, Thy servant went out into the midst of the battle and behold, a man turned aside and brought a man unto me and said, Keep this man. If by any means he be missing, then shall thy life be for his life, or else thou shalt pay a talent of silver. Verse 40, And as thy servant was busy here and there, he was gone. And the king of Israel said unto him, So shall thy judgment be. Thyself hast decided it. Hallelujah. You may be seated today. Hallelujah. I want to take my text from uh, verse 40, if you'll allow me today, and uh, preach to us just for a little while. And I'll give you my title here in just a little bit, but uh, I want to take it from verse 40. And as thy servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Hallelujah, hallelujah. How many is going to help me preach here this morning or teach whatever we feel today? Our text contains, and if you allow me just a few moments here to build a foundation, we'll try to get this thing built, and, uh, and then we'll get this house constructed and get on down the road. I promise you, ain't nobody as tired as I am in this house. So I do, I am craving for that Sunday afternoon nap. Code, hallelujah. But our text contains a parable that is, uh, it's acted out by the prophet, by the preacher, if you will. And this parable is intended to be a message to King Ahab. The, the prophet is issuing a rebuke to the king. And you can go home and read this in your Bible reading uh, for his leniency with dealing with Abinahab. 
And God delivered his enemy to him in the battle and the Lord had appointed Abinadab to utter destruction and he had told King Ahab to, you're going to go and you're going to go into battle with this guy and I want you to destroy him. I want you to destroy all of them and I want you to uh, kill this man. I want you to kill this man that's come up to battle against us. But King Ahab, in the midst of the battle, he began to bargain with Abinadab and, and he spared him. And it was this little simple task that we find that this parable, this passage of scripture um, that we read uh, here in your reading tonight, uh, that it comes about with the sparing of Abinadab and King Ahab who spared him. And it was kind of like the same parable when David had committed the sin with Bathsheba and had killed her husband and uh, when the prophet come unto him he gave him a parable just like this parable was given to him it was uh, it was basically letting him uh, uh, do his own fate this is how it is I was in the battle I was uh, we was going to and fro and in the midst of this battle uh, we hear with his own lips that it was a failure of mine I was given this man and in this man who was given to me he was a prisoner and he was a high valued prisoner and the command that went out to me uh, it went to me to say hey this is this man and you got to guard him with your life uh, if you lose this man if this man uh, escapes from you it will be your life for his and it was at this moment in the battle that everything changed for this soldier. It, it no longer uh, was about taking ground from the enemy. It was no longer his focus about attacking and how uh, we're going to defend or we're going to uh, attack certain positions. But it was his chore. It was his task. It was his only job was to watch over this prisoner his only job was to make sure that this prisoner didn't escape it was i can i could imagine in the midst of fighting and and looking around and uh, watching about for your brother all of a sudden none of that matters you said hey here's a man right here and all that matters is this man's life right here and and you got to guard it with your life because if he gets away from you we're going to kill you and it was his focus and his, he disregarded the cries of advancement. He disregarded the cries of the battle. He disregarded uh, the advancement. He stopped seeking out his foes and instead he turns toward the rear and he gets in the back where, where there's safety and where there's a lot of people of his own kind around him. And it wasn't out of being a coward but he knew that he couldn't get comforted about uh, uh, in the midst of the battle. He couldn't get comforted about or get close to the enemy lines that maybe a group of soldiers could come and, and take this man away away from him and rescue him and so he retreats back into the back uh, uh, in the back lines if you will and he gets in the middle of all of his other brethren and, that, and he's there and he's got this prisoner and they're probably no doubt looking at him what's going on how come you ain't up there you're one of our, our better uh, fighters you're one of our better uh, uh, people in battle and he said well I've been given a command that uh, if I lose this, this man's 
man's my prisoner. And if it's so important that if I lose this man, I lose my life. And I can't, I can't afford to linger in the front lines. I can't afford to linger where there would be a chance of escape. And so I'm, I'm getting back here for, I'm getting here, back here in the back where I've got a little bit of uh, people around me that can protect me and I can keep my eye on this cat. And the Bible says then doing this, uh, that uh, instead of uh, being up there and doing it, but all of a sudden in the midst of the battle, in the midst of the fighting, in the midst of the chaos, something happened, the Bible said. The Bible said out of his own confession, out of his own confession, somewhere along the way he got busy. Somewhere along the way his mind wandered from his task. He got caught up. And some other things. I don't know what they were. I only know from his own confession that he found himself busy. Not the busyness of the battle. Not the life and death struggle that he had been busy with. Before he was given this command and this charge of the prisoner. Just busy, the Bible said, here and there. And I want to preach to us today being busy here and there. Being busy here and there. Maybe the cook come to him and said, hey, I, I, I got these sandwiches. I need to take them to the front lines. Could you help me? No, 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 no. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm watching this guy right here. If this guy escapes, this is my life. This, my life is in this guy right here if he gets away from me. I, I don't know. Maybe why he was talking to this cook, though, somewhere along the way, this, this, he got busy and this man escaped. Or, or maybe the, the quartermaster said, hey, there's a, here's a quiver of arrows or here's another sword and so-and-so needs some arrows or so-and-so needs a new sword or a new shield or, or whatever it might be. Uh, I don't know what it was. I don't know the things, but uh, all I do know that it wasn't very important what happened. There was nothing more important than this man's life. This man come to you and said, hey, here is a prisoner, and if he gets away from you, it's gonna be your life for his how important would that be? So, well, what are you talking about? With the words of this man that sentenced to his own death. It was a man that the servant said was busy here and there. And he was gone. Uh, I just got cumbered about. I got overwhelmed by the enemy somewhere. I, I underestimated the, uh, the task that was given to me. I, somewhere along the way, I just kind of took it for granted what was going on here. I, I, I just got busy. I, I lost track of my command. I, I totally lost track of my mission. It didn't even to occur to me in the midst of my business to take care of the most important task that I have been given. And I was taken by the trivial things. I was distracted by the, the insignificant. I was distracted by things that, that really didn't matter. And my prisoner escaped. It was a tragic confession uh, from a man that had failed, a man that had been given to this, this command, and all of a sudden, uh, I just got busy with life. I got busy with the things around me. I got busy with life uh, as it throwed me, and I got busy in my job, and I got 
busy with family and I got busy with just the things of this world. But somewhere along the way, I got so distracted, elder, that I lost count of my prisoner. I lost count of the man that when they said if something happens to him, it's going to be your life for his. I come to tell you today, oh, in this sentence, and this was just a parable that the preacher gave to the king that didn't obey the word of the Lord. And he sat there and he let this king, uh, and this king looked at the priest, uh, looked at the prophet, the priest, uh, and he said, "Hey, uh, as thy, as your story said, uh, your life for his. That's the way it's going to be." Uh, and what he was doing is he was sentences his own self uh, because he was the man uh, that let Abinadab live when the when the prophet said, "You need to kill him. Uh, you need to do away with him." Uh, and oh, and all of a sudden he was given sentence to his own self. Well, I come to tell you today, he said, oh man, that's just a that's just a story. That's just something that happens. Well, I come to tell you today that many of us here in this building this morning, we're just like this man that was given this servant and saying, hey, it's his life for yours. I come to tell you today, it's your life that you're playing with this morning. It's your life that you're running around with this morning. It's your life's blood that's in your hands. But I come to tell you also uh, that it's your children's blood uh, that's in your hands. Uh, it's your grandbaby's blood uh, that's in your hands. Uh, and you've been given a commission today. Uh, oh, uh, you need to guard this thing with your life. Uh, the church uh, needs to be the most uh, important thing uh, in your family uh, and in your heart uh, and in your soul uh, and in your mind. Uh, the church uh, has to be more important than anything else in this world. How many will stand in judgment one day and join their voices with the soldier from the parable and say, I just, I just got busy. God, I, I was busy here and there. It was so insignificant that he couldn't even remember what got his attention. It was so insignificant that he couldn't remember what got his attention away from the prisoner that escaped. He just told the preacher, I was just busy here and there. I can't even remember what it was. It, was, I, it wasn't worth it, I'll tell you that. It wasn't worth missing heaven over. I just got busy. And while I was busy, my heart, it began to drift away from God. While I was busy, I grew cold in my soul. And while I was busy, I lost out with God. I, I didn't even realize at the time that uh, I was still going through the motion. I was still going through the routine. I, I was getting up on Sunday morning and getting myself dressed to go to church to, to kind of soothe my conscience a little bit. Uh, when I come to church, you know, it kind of makes me feel a little better like I'm doing something good. Well, I come to tell you here today coming to church ain't just going to be the only thing that saves you that's the start that's the first step in the right direction but I come to tell you here this morning if we're not careful we get busy just going here and there we just get busy with life we get busy on our jobs we get busy with the mundane of going through the motion 
Monday morning starts a new week and if we're not careful we let that come over into Sunday morning and Sunday night and we ain't making our way to the house of God we ain't worshiping we're not praying we're not hearing the preacher we're not putting God first I just got so burdened down. I just got busy here and there. And before I knew it, the Holy Ghost was gone. Say, what are you talking about, preacher? Well, I'll take care of it tomorrow. Uh, I'll pray tomorrow. I'll pray tonight. uh, uh, Preacher, I know what you're saying. And I'll take care of that tonight. I'll come back tonight. I'll I'll take care of that Wednesday. I'll be back next Sunday. I'm going to get some things lined out in my heart and and in my soul. And uh, I come to tell you today, that was the same thing that the virgins, uh, the five foolish virgins said. Uh, We'll buy some oil tomorrow. Uh, I know the bridegroom's coming. I, I know. He's coming. I've heard the story. I've heard him say he's he's coming. I don't know when he's coming, but I know he's coming. And I I know I gotta have the oil. What's the oil? The oil represents the Holy Ghost, the spirit of anointing in your life and in your heart and in your family. Oh, and just like the five foolish virgins, the Bible said that he just kept saying, I'll I'll get some tomorrow. I'll buy a little extra tomorrow. Oh, and then tomorrow comes, elder and the sun comes up and then we get up and we dress ourselves and we head for the job and we get out on the job and we begin to go through life and we get around family and friends and then the next thing you know it's almost dark time brother Donnie and we ain't bought no oil we ain't went to the store we ain't checked our vessels and knowing how much oil do we have how much oil's in the vessel how much oil's in our life how much Holy Ghost that we have how much time have we prayed today who's read our bible today who's ready for when the sound is coming the bridegroom is here we can get up and we know we got enough oil we got enough I've always not always been where I needed to be with God elder I've been there when I know if God come back, if the bridegroom come, I wasn't ready. And I would I remember going to bed at night, laying there. Oh, when I wasn't busy no more, when all my friends was gone, it was just me laying there and I had a lot of time to think, tossing and turning in that old bed. I remember vividly praying to God, God, don't come tonight. I'm not ready. Don't come tonight. God, give me time. I can't be lost, God. Oh, I know it, it's crazy. It's crazy, but I did it. I did it. God, I'll pray. I'll get right tomorrow. I'll get right. God, just give me a chance. And I'd wake up the next day, and man, everything was going good. Life was great. It was daytime. Man, I could see everything. And I went on with life, and I found myself back in the bed right there the next night praying to God God don't come tonight I'm not ready God I'm not ready I got busy I just got busy here and there I don't know what I got busy with I was just busy with trivial things in life 
we get busy. Oh, it gets busy, preacher. I got busy things going on in my life. I got busy things happening in my heart. I'm just busy. I'm going to tell you. You look around and the preacher's gone. You look around and you look to somebody. Oh, and the next thing you know, the prisoners escaped. You look around and the bridegrooms come and you're like the five foolish. You're running around. Can I get a little oil from you? Can you, you got, you got any to spare? I'm out of oil. I've waited around. Well, how come you didn't get your own oil? I got barely enough to make it. Uh, the Bible says this is closing uh, to the crossing of the T and the dotting of the I. Uh, I'm barely going to make it myself. I ain't got none to give you. Oh, but I, I got busy. Uh, I, I had a job. I, I got busy with life. Uh, I come to tell you today, sir, ma'am, uh, there's nothing in this world uh, that can get you too busy uh, that you lose your own soul. Uh, there's nothing in this world uh, to offer you uh, that you would give in exchange for your soul. What are you talking about, preacher? We get busy with just the little things. We get busy. Man, we get busy on our jobs. We get busy. Oh, my Lord. Can I tell you today, hanging a piece of sheetrock, it don't equate to missing heaven. Oh, cutting, a, cutting a board at the mill. Oh, don't measure up missing heaven for. Oh, come on, selling a piece of real estate. That ain't important enough that you get so busy. You ain't got time for the church. You ain't got time for God. You ain't got time to pray. You ain't got time to save your babies. You ain't got time to save your grandkids. I'm telling you, you're running out of time. You get too busy here and there with things that don't matter. A story. I'll pray tomorrow. I'll get right tomorrow. I'm going to tell you something today. That graveyard uh, over there, Burkhart Cemetery, that graveyard, it's full of good intentions. That graveyard's full. Is I'll get ready tomorrow. I'm going to pray next Sunday. I got busy. And the bridegroom come and I didn't, I didn't have no oil. What are you talking about? We get coming about with life, Elder. We get coming about. Come here, Brother Dakota, Brother John. Get that toe, get that Bible. Give me up a few things. Get them off your hands. The prayer box. Be careful with that prayer box, though. That's important. Hallelujah. Man, we got Amazon Prime out here. Look at this. Yeah. I put the prayer box back. I feel I don't want to use that, but I want to make an illustration here today. These young men. Thank you, John. Just start loading them up here. 
You know, we know God's coming, church. God has told us, and you see the signs of the time. You say, well, preacher, uh, I don't see them. You're crazy if you don't see them. Uh, wars and rumors of wars the Bible said going on Israel being attacked and Israel being hated in the US of A and man they're they're going down our streets and they're burning uh, the Israeli flag and burning our flag and rioting going on for these terrorist groups and oh yeah it looks funny but here's the deal here's how we're trying to get to heaven and we know God's coming and we're so oh I can't leave this I gotta have this to make it and then oh, 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 oh I need to lay this down this is distracting me I'm, I got so much that I'm getting I'm getting burdened down with the mundane of life and getting through life and oh but I I gotta have my cell phone I, I can't I can't leave my cell phone I, I gotta have that and I, I, man I, I gotta have uh, this and I, I gotta have this dress and I, I gotta have the, this friend over here and I, I gotta run around I can't leave them and the whole time God's trying to tell you just all that, that don't matter brother you just need to kind of let it know and you're saying well uh, I'll put this down and, and then the next thing you know well no uh, I gotta go back and I gotta get it and it's a struggle of life uh, just over little things uh, and this is, it seems funny here today uh, it just seems funny that it's a box and, and some buckets uh, but I'm going to tell you something this is your life here today uh, the things you're trying to hold on to uh, the things that's pulling you out of the house of God uh, it's that funny looking right there it don't mean nothing uh, the things you're trying to hold on to in this world uh, it don't mean nothing And this is what happens if you're not careful. Brother Jimbo, the things that seem so important one day when the trumpet sounds and he declares that time shall be no more. It ain't gonna be that important. What are you talking about, preacher? Uh, getting the quartermaster getting your buddy a quiver of arrows. It ain't important anymore when the trumpet sounds. Helping the cook out in the kitchen. It ain't important anymore when the trumpet sounds. Oh, that job that you had to have that'd keep you out of the house of God. It ain't important anymore. Ah, well, if you're sitting there and you walk up to him and you say, well, here I am. And he looks at you and he gets out the book that we're all gonna be judged out of. That book of the Lamb's book of life. And he begins to scroll through the S's. I don't see Samson's name. What was your first name again? It's William. William Caleb. I know it's in there. Oh, you do? How do you know? Oh, well, and this is the Bible. You can go home and read it because I prophesied in your name. And in your name have I done many wonderful works. I, I, I was about the house of God. And I, man, I prophesied in your name. And I've done... I don't know about it, son. I'm not finding William Caleb Simpson in the Lamb's Book of Life. I tell you what I do find. I find where you got busy. I find where you throwed away the chance after chance after chance to get some oil. I see where you throwed aside and you disregarded my love.
Oh, I'm telling you here today, if I've ever felt something in the Holy Ghost, I feel this message in the Holy Ghost when the elder called me up. It wasn't even a hesitation in my spirit. I feel like I had the message for this morning for somebody that was going to be in this house today. And I'm telling you today, you're too busy. with just the here's and there's of life. What are you talking about? I'll tell you what I'm talking about. When you get to heaven and you start trying to come up with all of them lame excuses that you've been using to stay out of the house of God, uh, stay away from church, uh, stay away from prayer and Bible reading. I'm going to tell you something. You sit back in your mind. You begin to think in your heart. How's it going to sound when I'm standing before him on that judgment day? And I say, well, I was busy on my job. They asked me to to work a little extra. And you know, God, we needed the extra money. And I know there's times and places for all that. I, I, I understand it. But when it becomes routine, when you're missing church every consist every week or uh, ever so many days because of a job, there ain't no job that you could ever work worth missing the house of God over. If I had a job that'd keep me out of the church, I'd quit that job. I'd find me another. Why? Because I'd rather go into heaven halt or lame. I'm just going to preach to you today from a preacher that has a burden for your soul when you get in. He said, if thy eye offends thee, pluck it out. If thy hands offend thee, cut it off. Because it's better that you walk in, halt or lame. It's better that you just make it. If you got to drag your way in, I come to tell you today, you better cut it off. You better get rid of it. Well, I know most of the young people's gone. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna preach for a few minutes to the son that's in here. There ain't no friend that's ever worth missing heaven over. If that friend has more, uh, if he's got more over you, uh, uh, will or whatever, um, that he can persuade you, if you will, uh, to be more like him, then you can persuade him to be more like you. It's time to get a new friend. You need a friend that'll go to the church and pray with you on Friday night. You need a friend that'll make his way to the church on Sunday morning and meet you in the prayer room. And Sunday night, that'll meet you in the prayer room. Why? It's iron that sharpeneth iron. Oh, I got This is where I get my strength from. This is where I draw out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. I got busy. I just got busy. What'd you get busy over? I can't remember. I was just busy here and there. That's all I remember. I just remember I got distracted. Right there. Knowing, knowing that this man's life was mine. Thinking of Elder Brother Brother Nathaniel Sampson. 
So many times he'd tell us the story about the life's blood. If this bottle had your life's blood in it, he'd tell it, tell us so many times. School, we'd laugh and we could tell the story for him because he told about every year at school. But oh, elder, the words ringing true this morning. We had start out with that. If our blood was in a vial in our hand, we had start out, Brother Jordan, that's our life's blood. And if we dropped it, it's going to kill us. And man, we had protect it, Brother Jones. We had protect it. Why? Because this is my life. If I lose this, I'm going to die. And man, we'd guard it. And nobody, hey, step back. I, I, can't, I can't drop this. This is, this is important right here. This, this could kill me if I, if I drop this. But somewhere over time, time, man, we get, we get comfortable. We get comfortable with holding the vial. Man, man, I ought to let him just come and tell it. But we, we get comfortable just, this is life's blood. And hey, man, what's going on, man? Uh, how's it going, man? How was the day today? Uh, and then pretty soon, our hand gets a little tired. And so, uh, next thing you know, uh, man, uh, hey, man, it, it, life's happening and things are going, Brother Coderick. And, uh, but this is like, and, uh, pretty soon, man, it's just, it's nothing. We get, we get comfortable. We get satisfied with where we are and what's going on in, in life. And pretty soon we become reckless with life's blood. And then the next thing you know, oh, Elder Samson would say, somebody, hey, what's up? And then you drop it. Uh, and then that's the end of the story. Because you got comfortable along the way. I come to preach to somebody this morning. You've got comfortable here today. You've got comfortable with life. You've got comfortable with the goodness of God that he's blessed you with. And all the goodies that's around you. And you've got busy just here and there. You can't even think where all your time has been. And right now some of y'all are trying to think. Man, what did I even do yesterday? What happened last last week and you can't even remember everything. Why? Because uh, it wasn't that important. I'm going to tell you here today when you stand before God and you begin to try to make your excuses and you begin to try to tell him oh, I was just busy here and there. Life got a hold of me. Things happen in my heart and in my life. Oh, so and so said a little something oh, that offended me. Oh God, let me tell you something today. You better get everything right you better get everything ready there's coming a judgment day and you better not be busy what are you talking about preacher Samson and I'm not talking about me I'm talking about the one in the word of the Lord. Samson, the Bible said he was born for a purpose. He was anointed of God for a cause. He had great potential in his life. He had a great calling of God on his life. Things was, as a baby, he was ordained of God, the things that he was going to do. But the Bible said that he got distracted with the temporal things that fulfill, that filled and come in into his potential elder. He had all this going for him, but somewhere along the way, he got busy here and there. He lost track of the things that he was born for. Samson got busy 
who has constantly fallen short of his destiny uh, because of his distractions. And when the enemy come in and they try to destroy him, and the Bible said that they put out his eyes with a hot poker. Why? Because he kept getting distracted by the things that he was seeing. But unbeknownst to the Philistines, Brother Cliff Wood, when they doused out them eyes with that hot poker and he become blind, uh, what they thought they was really doing, uh, Brother Dakota, to hurt him was actually helping him because Samson always kept getting distracted by the things that he seen, the things that was going on around him. And when they put out his eyes, Elder Samson, he become blind to the things that could distract him. He become blind to the things that had him grinding at the mill. And he was grinding at the mill just like an old animal would. It was something that an animal would do, would be grinding at the mill. And somewhere, somewhere along the way of all the distractions, it got him being blinded. I'm going to throw this in here real quick. Somewhere along the way, the distractions has blinded you for the things that's most important or should be most important in your life. There should never be a service happening at this house that you're not here. There should never be a Sunday morning and a Sunday night and a Wednesday night that you're not sitting in the house of God week in and week out, day in and day out. Well, preacher, I'm busy. I got a lot of things going on in my heart. Oh, I know it. So was the virgins, the foolish virgin. They was busy and they missed it. So was Samson. He was busy and he's grinding at the mill. So was our parable here today of the man that was supposed to be guarding the prisoner. They just got busy. What are you talking about, preacher? It's so important today, but it ain't going to be important tomorrow. It was important right now. It was important right now, Brother Daniel. Uh, it's important today. I got to do this. I, it's got to be. No, 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 no. Uh, just busy here and there. I was just busy here and there. What was, what was it? I... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember what it was. All I remember, I was just busy. And I, I turned around and he was gone. He was looking for a little leniency. He was looking for some leniency in the king. And the king said, so have you said, so shall it be. I just I, I, I feel like I got to hit it one more time. I, I can't get away with it. I, I feel like you, you, you're just throwing it off. The excuses of why you're not praying. Why you're slipping around and sinning. God help me today. I can get it, I can do it and get away. So and so's doing it and they're getting away with it. No, they're not getting away with it. God sees. I'm gonna tell you what he's doing. 
I'll tell you what he's got. He's got that book, and he's writing down everything. What'd you say, Elder? Every little thought, tittle, every little thing, every little idle word. The Bible says every idle, every little word he's writing down. Oh, Caleb Simpson, 5th, 6th, January 2024. He just got too busy, busy here and there with life. He got too busy and making money. He got too busy for his family. I'm going to tell you something, sir, ma'am. Your children's going to watch the way you react under pressure. And that's the way they're going to act. When mom and dad get stressed out, they don't come to church. Mom and dad get stressed out with life and things don't go the way. They don't go to the prayer room and pray. They don't come to the altar and pray. And and, then, man, if dad can get by with it, surely I can get by with it. If mama can do it, I can do it. Oh, I'm going to tell you something, sir. I'm going to tell you something, ma'am. What's going to go through your mind on judgment day? When your children is behind you or in front of you and they say, they give the excuse, well, God, my daddy didn't pray. My mama didn't pray. And I thought they were saved. I thought I could make it. I thought I could get in because mom and dad was doing it. What is it going to go through your heart, sir? What's going to go through your heart, ma'am? Are you going to be standing there proud and boastful for the things that that you've done on this earth or is your head gonna dip down in condemnation when you look at them and say son I should have prayed my girl I should have prayed son it wasn't right that I didn't go to church it wasn't right that I wasn't faithful going to stand up there real tall and proud waiting for your time at judgment day I wonder if there's going to be a little inkling in your heart when that boy or that daughter of yours say well mom and dad didn't do it God I just figured I could do it I thought they was saved I just knew they was going to make it and he said depart from me I never knew you and as the screams ah What are you talking about? Oh yeah, the Bible said there's gonna be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Nobody said it more in the word of the Lord than Jesus Christ himself. He said it most of any prophet. If you took all the prophets and the preachers and the apostles and you put them all together, the Lord of glory said it more than all of them combined. He preached on hell. Weeping and gnashing of teeth. Brother Mark, they come and get that new little baby out of your hands. And I'm not trying to be mean or graphic, son. I'm just using you as an example. And they come. And that baby begin to give their excuses. How mom and dad didn't do it. And grandma and grandpa. I watched grandma and grandpa. They did. They did. Uh, oh, she told uh, They'd still slip around on the preacher. They'd still slip around on the church. They wouldn't be faithful. They would hit of that little bottle you was talking about, Brother George. 
Lord. They'd take a little sip. They'd pull out the old vape pen. Hit the little vape pen. It's not a cigarette. It's not tobacco. Oh, it's just a, a little juice. I'm going to tell you something. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's going to send you to hell. That bottle's going to send you to hell. Oh, come on. You better hear this preacher. I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to somebody in this house today. Oh, that music's going to send you to hell. That stuff that you're hiding in your heart, it's going to send you to hell. Them friends are going to send you to hell. You can try to soothe it over on your conscience if you want to. You can try to pet it if you want to. You can try to pamper it and burp it if you want to. But what's going to happen when that angel takes them kids by the hand, begin to pull them, and they're, no, I don't want to go. Don't take me there. Don't take me there. I don't doubt. Mom, help me. And you're standing there and you know it's because of you that they're going. It's because of you. Because you wouldn't pray. You wouldn't be faithful. You wouldn't be committed to the house of God. There was times you could have come to church and you just didn't come. old man walking in the snow heading to the tavern going to get himself another drink he heard the story and he looks back and there's his little boy stepping in his shoe prints in the snow heading to the tavern too why I want to be like daddy oh I want to be just like my daddy my dad's my hero My dad's my everything. But John, my mom's my everything. She's my world. She's the one I look to. She's the one I can't stand to let down. I can't the whole time. We're just busy here and there. Say, preacher, I don't believe that story. I use it a bunch. I'm going to use it again. There was a man named Achan in the word of the Lord. Achan had a little craving, the Bible said, for just a little wedge of gold, silver, and a few coins, and a nice pretty outfit. The Bible said he was in battle, and the, the, the preacher said, don't take nothing in battle. Don't take a thing. He looked over and he seen that. Man, I... I've been poor all my life. I, I know what it's like not to be to have a lot of money. I could better my family with that. I, man, I could sell that garment. I could, uh, hey, it's just a garment. It's just a piece of clothing with a little bit of gold and a few coins. It, it ain't a lot. I mean, who would ever know? It's just, I mean, I, I can get it. It's so trivial. I can get it back to my tent and nobody ever know. How do you know? Because he did. The Bible said he took that garment and then this little bit of money, just a little bit, and he put it and he hid it in the bottom of his tent. And all of a sudden the battle went away and everybody, all of his buddies and family started dying and being killed and they started losing. And the prophet come and God said, there's sin in your camp. Somebody has took what they, that don't belong to them. And he stands up, hey, 
Has anybody took anything? No, we ain't took nothing. We ain't took a thing. Knowing the whole time it was in his tent. It was in his house. I wonder what's in your house today. Would you be scared to take the preacher through the house? Could you open all the drawers? Could you open all the cabinets? Could you go through? What about your truck? What about your vehicle? What about your car? Could you open the doors? And we, man, we're not here. We're not dictators. You got to do, you got to do this because you love it. You got to live this way because you love it. You got to live this way because you know it's going to get you out of here and it's going to get you up there. You got to live this way because you know beyond a shout of a doubt that you're going to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful. And you know this way is going to do it. Everything looks good, preacher. I got it hid in my house. You know, you can't see in my home. You can't see in my house. I've got it hid. Everything looks grand. And the battle keeps going backwards. People keep dying. He said, hey, wait a minute. Let's cast straws. And it come all the way down to his tribe. There's 12 tribes of Israel. And it come, Brother John, all the way down to his tribe. My God. Who... Just a piece of clothes. It's just a piece of silver. God gave you a chance. He said, did you know? Then it comes down to, man, it's in the Ryan family. That family he was talking about the other night. Brother Ryan, it's in your family somewhere. There's, uh, somebody in your family has got sin in their life. Uh, and you get them all together and the tribes come together and the leader of the tribe gets up and says, hey, all right, who's got the sin? It's in our, it's in our midst, it's in our tribe. Who, who's the one that's sinning? Who's the one that's going to hell? And there's Oaken standing there. It's not me. Uh, it's not me. My God. And you're sitting here today. Is a piece of clothes worth that? Is a piece of uh, wedge of silver worth it? No, ma'am. No, sir. Huh. Is what you're doing worth it? The things you're partaking in, is it worth it? The things that you've been involved in, is it worth it? Eternities for a long time. Feel like Elder Triplett, Brother Madley, right here. He said, How long is eternity? He said, If you put a big steel ball in the middle of the earth, Real big. And he got a little sparrow. And he flew to the uttermost part of the earth. And then he flew back. And his wing just brushed it. And then he flew to the uttermost part of the earth and come back. And when that ball, that big steel ball was dissolved from that little bird, just his wing just brushing it on his way by, eternity had just begun. What are you talking about, preacher? Nope, no sin here. We look good. All the way down till the preacher come and said, Thou art the man, Achan. You're the one. You're the one. What have you done, son? Well, preacher, I've seen a piece of clothes. I've seen a few coins and a little wedge of silver. And I took it. And it's in my tent. What are you going to do, preacher? You know what the preacher said? He said, oh, this is gory. Oh, this is truth. This happened. 
If you believe that the children of Israel walked through on dry ground, if you believe Jesus Christ come to earth and died on a cross, you better believe this story right here. You know what the preacher said? Hey, get all of his kids. Get him. Get his family. Get his livestock. We don't even want, oh, we don't even want a donkey or a cow or a sheep that that man owned. And you go put it in a pile. You go, you go put them in the middle out there. Oh, okay. And got all their cattle and got all their sheep and got all of his donkeys and got all of his family, got all of his kids, got all of his grandkids. And he put, they put them out there. And all them hundreds of thousands of people gathered around them and started picking up rocks. Picking up rocks. I wonder if little Johnny, little Susie, oh, saying, hey, Daddy, what's going on here? What? Why are they looking at us like this, Dad? Why, why are we? The, 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 that's my friend. The, the, what? Son, there was a garment that I had to have. There was a little wedge of gold. There, there was just a little, there was just a little sin that I wanted. I, I didn't think it would hurt anything, son. I, baby, I didn't think it would hurt us. And all of a sudden, the first big rock began to fly. And the Bible said they stoned them to death. They stoned them till there was nothing but a great heap of stones. And they couldn't even be seen. And it was like as an monu a monument for the ones that lived. They could look back. This is what happens when you transgress against God. Say, so, oh, preacher, no, he had a chance. All you had to do is say, hey, I took it. I took it. It's in my tent. When it come down to his tribe, all he would have had to say is, I did it. It's in my tent. It's, it's a garment. No. But he tried to smooth it over for his pride. Uh, I don't want nobody looking at me. And that's what you're doing this morning. I don't want nobody looking at me. I don't want nobody knowing I've sinned. I don't want nobody to know I fell short. And I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell you what you're doing. You're getting your kids. And you're gathering them around you. And you're putting them right out in the middle. Oh, no. We ain't going to stone you here. We're not. No, no, no. I'm preaching love to you this morning. I'm reaching for you this morning. We're drawing straws this morning. I'm begging you to come this morning. I'm begging you to come to this altar and get everything right this morning. But I do tell you that judgment starts at the house of God. Judgment starts right here. But I tell you what you're doing on judgment day, you're going to be embarrassed when he begins to look at you and he says, depart from me, you that work. Oh, God, you don't understand. I shouted on Sunday night. I paid my tithes and my offerings. I paid what was given to me. I, I, I blessed you. Oh, no, you don't understand, God. I was faithful. I come to church. He said, uh, I don't know you. No, wait a minute. I prophesied in your name. And in your name, I've done all these wonderful works. Oh, 
Well, preacher, I don't want to get up today. I'll do it tomorrow. I'm I'm going to be saved. I just I'm going to tell you something, friend. Your time's running out. Your time's running out. Oh, Dad, I want to be like you. I want to be like you, Dad. I want to be strong like you. Dad, I want to have what you have. Oh, son. Oh, son. What happened, Dad? Oh, son, I just got busy here and there. I just got busy here and there. It didn't mean nothing. I just, I just got busy. I didn't mean to be lost. I didn't mean to take us to hell, son. I just got busy. What was it, Dad? The, what was it that got you busy, Dad? What was it that got you busy, Mom? I don't even remember, son. I don't even remember, baby. All I remember is just, I was just busy here and there. I just got busy here and there. That's all I remember. I just got busy here and there. remember what it was all I remember is I was busy I was too busy to pray I was too busy to pray the graveyards are filled with good intentions oh 